Welcome back to day two of the Dream Partner Blueprint. I've got some juicy stuff for you today. Today we're going to be talking about green flags. Now, if a man displays these five green flags in dating, there is a really good chance that he's one, emotionally available, he's ready for commitment, and that he would cherish and adore you in the relationship, which, I mean, come on, is that not what we all want? Now, I want to start by saying that it's great to be aware of red flags, and so many of us are. We know what we're not available for. Whether or not we honor those red flags and we don't ignore them is a different story. Go back and watch my video from yesterday all about red flags. But it's not enough to just know what our red flags are. We can't just know what we don't want. That does not help us get what we do want. Knowing what we don't want might help us have a little less of it, but as the saying goes, where our intention goes and where our attention goes, energy flows. So the biggest gift that I could give you and that I have received in feedback from others is focus on what you want. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The five green flags that you should always look for in dating. Okay, so let's jump right into this. And let's talk about the green flags. And let me just start by saying, uh, defining what a green flag is. So a green flag is when someone displays signs of healthy emotional state and emotional availability. So they display healthy emotional habits and they have an increased capacity to be present and committed to a relationship. All right, so green flag number one. He's willing to talk about his internal experience and feelings and have vulnerable and hard conversations in a grounded and mature way. This one goes such a long way because we know that in dating and in relationships, we're going to have disagreements. We're going to have challenges. That is the nature of human relationships. But how does he show up to the challenging moment is going to indicate everything, especially in an early dating scenario. And this could be a challenge as simple as you need to reschedule plans or cancel last minute. How does he handle that? Does he show up and say, hey, listen, totally understand these things happen and let's reschedule. Or does he even say, hey, listen, understand these things happen I want you to know that there's an impact to me because I had planned this date for us and I spent time and energy planning it and now I have to rearrange my schedule. However, I get things happen, let's reschedule. So how does he show up to moments of hardship and challenge, adversity? And again, like I'm saying, adversity doesn't have to be this big major thing. It could be canceling of plans, rescheduling. How does he show up in those moments? Because how he shows up that way in early dating is a good indicator of how he will show up later in the relationship when bigger things happen, when conflict happens, when challenge arises, when you have a disagreement. So there's another example that I want to give you, um, particularly in how someone talks about their feelings. So let me paint this scenario by creating two hypothetical men. 
Guy number one says to you, you make me so angry when you pick up your phone and start texting while I'm speaking to you. It really pisses me off. Now, listen, if you picked up your phone in the middle of a conversation, totally grounds for somebody being frustrated and feeling a little pissed off. But that's one way of communicating in a challenging situation when something really activates or triggers him. Guy number two says, hey, I feel angry when you pick up your phone and start texting while I'm speaking to you. The story I have in my head is that I don't care and I don't matter to you and that what I'm saying isn't important. Can you give me your undivided attention when we're talking? Because I want to feel valued and heard. Ooh. Now, still a pretty tense moment, but I mean, if I'm being honest, guy number two totally makes me wet. Guy number one dries me up like the Sahara Desert. And can you feel the difference in the expression between guy number one and guy number two, right? It's the same circumstance. A challenging experience is happening, something that feels activating or triggering for him. Guy number one puts it on you, blames you, and does not offer a solution or make a request for his needs to be met and his boundaries to be honored. Guy number two talks about his internal experience. Hey, I feel angry. I feel frustrated when you do this particular behavior. He separates his internal state from you. Yes, something you did felt activating for him, but it's not, you did this, you piss me off, you make me feel angry. The make me thing, very dangerous, very slippery slope, even when we ourselves do it. So he talks about his internal experience. He separates the experience that he's having inside from you, and he shares what this means for him. In guy number two scenario, it means in his mind that he doesn't matter to you, that you don't value his perspective, his time, and he makes a clear request of you that will lead to him feeling valued and heard, which ultimately will increase intimacy. So not only is he coming to the table with ownership of his own emotional experience, he's not pointing the finger or blaming you. He's sharing the narrative loop that's running in his mind, which indicates epic amounts of self-awareness. And then he's saying, hey, here's what I would like differently. I'd like your undivided attention when we're speaking. And the intention behind that is to increase intimacy because I will feel valued and heard. When somebody tells you what something will mean to them or the impact something will have on them, they are immediately revealing their values to you. And if you can get on the same page and honor someone's values in a way that works for you as well, then that will increase intimacy. So the level of maturity and emotional availability and awareness that guy number two demonstrates is phenomenal. Like this is next level communication. Now you might be thinking, Lee, okay, that's awesome. It sounds good. I like it, but men don't communicate this way. Some men don't communicate this way. I have met many men who do. And as we are all here collectively doing our inner work to rise up and be aligned with love instead of fear, scarcity, hate, etc., more and more people are learning to communicate this way. Now, 
The second thing I want to do is give you the ability to take ownership for how you communicate. Even if most of the men in your life do not communicate like this right now, you're here with me, you're watching this live, you're getting the downloads on how to communicate in a way that is so elegant, like elegant, clean, classy, sophisticated, fucking stellar. So I'm giving you the communication tools to be able to communicate in this way because the more you hold yourself to this level of self-ownership and self-agency, the more you will attract people into your life who also hold themselves to that standard. So even if there are no men in your life that communicate the way guy number two communicates, start communicating like that. Just do it for you. You're going to feel so much better. It, it feels so much more empowering to take radical ownership of our own experience than to finger point and blame, even though finger pointing and blaming and making our emotions someone else's fault or problem is easier. Do not take the easy way out because if you want extraordinary love and you want a man to show up and honor you and lather love on you and communicate effectively and be open in his emotions, then you have to lead yourself in that way because that is the only thing that will attract him. Okay, excellent. Green flag number two. He takes ownership and responsibility for the results he creates. Ugh. This one is so hot. Like these are all so hot to me. I'm just like sweating right now. So let me elaborate on that. When he does or says something that has a negative impact on you, on himself or on someone else, not only is he willing to acknowledge and apologize or restore integrity, but he's willing to look inward and better understand what caused him to act that way in the first place. Oh my God, I don't know who this hypothetical man is, but like, jump in my bed. Am I right? <laughs> so let me explain why this is so hot and why it's a major green flag and an indicator that if he shows up this way in early dating interactions, then he's going to be an incredible partner to you. Okay, so there are a few things here. One, when he owns his experience, he's not putting it on you. Again, refer back to green flag number one. This is someone who takes radical ownership of their lives and the results they create. So when he steps back, he, he seeks to better understand himself and create deep levels of safety within himself and within the dynamic that you have. So when he takes radical ownership, when he has done something that has, that feels hurtful for you, that feels hurtful for him or somebody else, he's willing to step back. And let me tell you why there are so many bonus points in here. Not only is he willing to say, Hey babe, listen, I'm sorry I did that. That wasn't right. Like that's a great start. Hey, we're here. We're leveling. I'm acknowledging that what I did wasn't right. It was hurtful. And I apologize. Bonus number one, so that's standard, ground floor foundation. Can he just own what, what the impact of his behavior was and acknowledge it with you? Bonus number one, if he can layer on top of that, would be, hey, I see that my behavior had an impact on you and it caused blank. It's causing separation between us. 
It caused you to feel really hurt. I can see that it really impacted your day. I can see that, you know, there's, there's tension between us now, and that has a big impact on our well-being. When somebody understands the impact of something, it's much more likely that they're not going to do that behavior again because they're really registering the impact of that behavior. They're not just giving you lip service like, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. That's way different. Now, bonus number three, or number two would be if he takes his own time to reflect and say, huh, okay, I see that that thing had an impact on her. What caused me to, to do that thing? What caused me to say that thing, to act in that way? And he takes time to internally reflect and introspect on what caused that in the first place. When we understand why we do things and what causes those things, then it's, it's much more likely that we're going to be able to change the behavior or habit. If we're just saying sorry is lip service, we have no way of guaranteeing or hoping that that behavior can change. However, if we're saying, not only am I remorseful for how I showed up, I am aware of the impact that it had on you and our relational dynamic, and here is why I did that. Here was what was underneath that. And that could be anything from, hey, what was underneath that was unexpressed anger that I didn't take the time to sit with and bring to you in a more compassionate way. Or what was underneath that was a deeply stressful day at work that I then projected onto you, and that's not right because that's not how I want to treat you as my partner. And so understanding the why is not a justification for the behavior in the first place, but it can build additional context and create mutual understanding between you and him and create deeper intimacy. So that's a huge part of this. Now, what I also want to share about a man who has integrity and takes responsibility for his impact when he does something that feels hurtful is that when he says, hey, I want to acknowledge that what I did was hurtful and that it had an impact and here's what I'm going to do to correct that. When someone uses language like that, they're typically not in the narrative of I am bad, I am wrong. When we have the narrative of I am bad, I am wrong, and when we profusely apologize, I'm so sorry, it won't happen again, blah, 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 that is an indicator that there is a narrative of shame, wrongness, guilt. And when that layer is present, it keeps people from really connecting to the impact of something because they are so, they have so much of their awareness turned at their wrongness that it takes them away from having energy and awareness turned toward how to just acknowledge it and restore integrity and ensure that it doesn't happen again. So when someone really steps to the plate and says, hey, listen, I'm sorry about that. That wasn't right. That's not the kind of person I want to be to you. Here's what I'm going to do differently next time. That's another bonus. Here's what I'm going to do differently next time. <sighs> Hot. Just get me into bed right now. Because if a man can come to me and say, not only do I acknowledge what I did and that it was hurtful, I'm acknowledging the impact. Here's why I think it happened so that I can work on uh, a change. Here's what I'm going to do differently next time. This tells you that they have a plan. Does he have a plan to change this behavior? And 
that can really set us up for success in a dating dynamic or a relationship. And when somebody takes responsibility in that way, it's typically free of shame, which means they have more energy and capacity to change the behavior. And they're not making it mean something about themselves, which means you don't have to step in to empathize with them and manage their emotional state because they're in a shame spiral. That means you both get to relate as adults. He's coming to the table as an adult who was out of integrity. You're coming to the table as an adult who gets to, you know, receive acknowledgement. And you don't then have to go manage his emotions by saying like, it's okay, it's fine, don't worry about it, right? We don't want to have to do that. And I'm only saying this because I'm speaking from personal experience as a woman who has carried so much shame her whole life and has felt the need to profusely apologize for my wrongdoings. When we are caught in layers of shame because we're making it mean that we are bad or wrong, we cannot fully be present to acknowledge the impact of our behavior. We're not fully present to reflect and say, what would I do differently next time? Because so much of our energy and attention is going to managing the beast of shame. Okay. So a couple of other things here on why this is such a green flag is because this guy is showing you that he is willing to truthfully and naturally uh, look at himself. He's willing to look at himself in the true nature of that moment. And he's willing to look at himself honestly, allowing him to genuinely create change. And likewise, Let me give you the flip side of this green flag. Not only is he willing to look at the impact of his behavior and actions and words that have a negative effect, he's also willing to really um, own his own positive impact on others. So he has the capacity to celebrate himself and receive words of affirmation and appreciation and recognition. Also super hot because this indicates that he has a healthy self-image and self-esteem. And that is the kind of partner that can come into a relationship and offer secure attachment. That means he's not going to be really playing out avoidant attachment, anxious attachment. We want to come into partnerships where even if we're not coming in with secure attachment out of the gate, that we can work with our, the man we're dating or our partners to create that. Okay. So that's green flag number two. Green flag number three, he is consistent in his energy. He has the ability to regulate his emotions. And at his core, he is the same person whether things are going his way or not, which means he is not pulling a Jekyll and Hyde, where when things are going well, he's this vibrant, outgoing, loving, kind partner. But when things are not going well, he he gets short, he gets bitchy, he gets... Um, passive aggressive or defensive or angry. We want to know that our partner can really stabilize in their emotions. And again, going back to early dating scenarios, anything can show uh, many, many things, even in early dating can show you a man's true colors. So when he's faced with challenge or adversity, how does he show up? And again, this might be something as simple as you have to reschedule the date. You have to cancel something. You have an opinion that differs than his opinion on something or something else happens that is relevant to an early dating scenario that will challenge, trigger or activate him, causing him to show you how he shows up in difficult situations. So is he the same person 
regardless of when things are going well or when things aren't going well. When there is a level of character consistency in early dating, then this is an indicator that later on in the relationship, he will likely be able to remain pretty equanimous or even and level in the face of challenge. Because again, like I said in the beginning, you're going to have challenges. You're going to have conflict. You're going to argue about stuff. There's going to be shit that comes up. This is just relationships. This is human to human interaction. But how does he show up in the face of that? Million dollar question. So what I want to add to that is going back to red flag number two. When challenge happens, does he bring that to you in a way that he is in ownership of his own experience and his own emotions, where he's not putting that on you, where he is making his boundaries very clear in a compassionate way, where he's stating his needs and where he's making a request for what he wants to happen differently. So let me give you an example from early dating. Say you do need to reschedule something last minute. It's like an hour before the date, something happened, does he say to you, and, and let's assume that he gets activated because he just put a lot of time and energy into planning this date, and he feels some sort of way about the fact that you're bailing an hour before the date. Now, you could have a really good reason why, but that aside, is he ghosting you after that and not replying? Is he shutting down and pulling away and taking days and days on end to reply to your text? Is he saying, all right, you know what, fuck you then. I just took so much time to plan this date. You clearly don't value me. Or is he doing say something like saying, hey, listen, I get real life emergencies happen. And I want you to know that you re canceling and rescheduling last minute has an impact. I took a lot of time and I put energy and intention into planning this date for you. And to be honest, I feel really frustrated that this is happening. Now, I know that it's not your fault. You've shared that you have a good reason why this is happening but I'd like to be able to avoid something like this happening again in the future. So here's my request. Bam. Whoa. Like drop a heart in the chat. If a man said this to you and you'd be like, oh my God, this is so hot. He is really, really clear in his communication and he is sharing his boundaries. He's sharing his needs. He's making a request. There is nothing that we as women want more than a man who is clear. And listen, I'm telling you, ladies, sometimes it's going to feel very penetrating and piercing, prickly and activating when a guy calls us forth, when he's like, yo, I like you. I love you, but this is not acceptable. This is my boundary, and I'm going to ask that you honor it. Oh, I'm getting chills like through my body right now because when someone takes a stand for themselves like that in a very grounded, mature way, it lets us know where we stand with them and that we can't walk all over them. And we do not want a man that we can walk all over. Yes, it might be nice for our ego to have someone who doesn't create boundaries, but we will never feel safe with a man who doesn't have boundaries. We will never feel safe with a man who can't say, this is what's acceptable. This is not what's acceptable in terms of how I'm treated and communicated with. So that when a man can show up in that way, we feel deeply safe. And that is why 
a man staying level-headed, equanimous, and consistent in his energy and in how he shows up, whether things are going well or not, is a super duper green flag. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing some hearts in the chat here. Okay, let's get into green flag number four. So green flag number four is that he has clearly defined values for his life and he lives by those values. I keep saying totally hot. All of these green flags are awesome. So here's why this is so important. Because a man who defines his life by a core set of values and strives to embody them is a man with a clear sense of purpose and direction. And not only is that like mouth-watering in and of itself, whether we're dating the guy or not, this can be a friend, this can be a coworker, it could be our brother, like it's so awesome. Any man who embodies and lives by a clear set of values what it does for us as women when we are dating a man or in relationship with a man who has a clear set of values and lives by them is it lets us know that he has a focus and he has a set of bumpers for his life meaning if he's living by a clear set of values he's not going to wander off in any direction because he doesn't have a compass or a roadmap for where he's going what this really does for us deep down is it lets us feel safe. We're like, oh my gosh, I have been out here as this independent woman, like leading my life, having to have all the answers myself for all this time. Thank God somebody else has some answers so that I don't have to do it all on my own. And in this way, I feel safe to surrender. I feel safe to let go and relax. I feel safe to let my hair down because somebody's got me. Somebody's got my back because he has a clear direction. That, that there's nothing that we crave more as women, especially self-directed, self-led, powerful, ambitious, badass women. We want to know that a man has a clear direction. And even if he needs support on his journey, we want to know that he's willing to live by a clear set of values and standards. Because when somebody does that, they have a compass that is guiding them. It is a code of conduct for how they operate. Now, it's not ethical or moral necessarily, but it's like, here's what I stand for. Here's what I live by. And anything outside of that is outside of integrity for me, which means if I go outside those bounds, I am going to find a way to come back into integrity and wholeness and alignment with myself. And that's the place that I lead myself from, my relationship from, my woman from. That's what we're looking for. We want to know that a man can lead the, himself, the relationship, and us, even if we can lead ourselves. Okay. And thank you. Thank you for the comments. All right. So that, that's what I'll say on that. Green flag number five is you feel safe to be yourself around him, and he welcomes your authenticity and full expression. He creates a space of non-judgment and encourage you, encourages you to bring all of yourself to the table. Even in hard moments between you two, he resists the urge to point the finger or blame. And he gets curious about your experience without criticizing what's happening for you, even if it's not what he would do. Now, let me say this about men, and I'm not going to make a blanket generalization, but most men I have met, most men I have coached, most men in my life, my own male partner included, 
Their brains scan to solve a problem. This is how the male brain is wired. Now, it doesn't mean that men don't have the capacity to empathize or to genuinely hear and just be with you. A lot of men do. They, they all have the, you know, the ability to do it. Whether or not they exercise that ability is a different story. When a man can be with you and you're going through something challenging, it's a total green flag when he doesn't just jump in to solve the problem. Unless you've said, babe, I want your feedback. I want your coaching. I want your mentorship. How would you do this? How do you think I should do this? When a man can sit there and resist the urge to finger point or blame or try and fix your problem without you asking for it, super green flag. Now, here's the caveat. This is what is your responsibility as a woman in the dynamic. When you come to the man you're dating or your partner with something, tell him what you need from him and how you want him to show up for you. Do not just walk into the room all willy-nilly pouring all of your stuff on him, your hard day, your stress, this hard situation, this bitchy thing your girlfriend said, blah, 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 and not give him guidance about how you want him to show up for you. Tell him what you want and how he can support you. I promise you, if you are with a man who cares, which is most men, honestly, many men, anyway, there are definitely some who still have their work cut out for them. He wants to help you. He wants to support you. So tell him how to support you. So if you're coming with your full authenticity and expression to a man you're dating, tell him how you want him to interact with you. Hey, listen, I'm about to share something with you that has felt really challenging for me. And here's how I'd like you to show up for me. I would like you to just listen. I'd like you to ask questions because I think there's something about the situation I'm not seeing. I would like to know how you would handle this if you were in my shoes. I would like for you to help me solve this issue. Do you have the capacity to do that? Then you get his buy-in. Ask for his consent if he can support you in the way that you need to be supported. Yes, great, move forward. Green lights for everyone. No, then you renegotiate. Be clear about what you want. It's gonna help you feel so much more empowered and it's gonna set your man up for success to support you in the way you need to be supported. You win, he wins. The dating dynamic or relationship wins. Everyone and everything win. This is gonna ask you to get super clear on what you need, how you wanna be supported. It is nobody else's responsibility to know what you need. It's gonna take some inquiring. It's gonna take some sitting with things. And listen, you don't need to know 100% of the time. Sometimes you're gonna need help figuring out what you need in that moment. But be willing to take responsibility as much of the time as possible for telling the man you're dating how he can support you and how he can show up for you. All right, those are the five green flags for today. So let me just recap real quick because then I'm gonna give you an actionable takeaway and I'm gonna share how you can take this work deeper because I know if you're here, then you got a metric fuck ton of value because I just spit some fucking game. So green flag number one, as a recap, he's willing to talk about his internal experience and feelings and he's willing to have vulnerable or hard conversations in a grounded and mature way. Super hot green flag. Green flag number two, he takes ownership and responsibility for the results he creates, for the impact he has, whether it's negative or positive. Green flag number three, he's consistent in his energy. 
He has the ability to regulate his emotions. And at his core, he's the same person whether things are going his way or not. Green flag number four, he has clearly defined values for his life and he lives by them. Green flag number five, you feel safe to be yourself around him and he welcomes your authenticity and full expression. All right, today's actionable takeaway. I want you to put this into practice and then I want you to DM me on Instagram at linoto underscore and tell me what you did. And I am requesting that you do that because it's time to take action, babe. You want to call in that phenomenal dream partner. You want to turn something casual into committed with that phenomenal dream partner. You want extraordinary love in your life. This is what it's going to take. It's going to take action. It's going to take intention. So here's the action for today. I want you to ask yourself, what are the qualities you see as green flags when you're dating someone? So use my list. Absolutely. Highly recommended for everyone and define your own green flags that are in addition to the list that I shared with you today. What qualities about a man would cause you to feel safe? Get clear on this. What qualities about how a man shows up will cause you to feel safe? So when a man shows up in that way, you're looking for affirming, affirming evidence like, damn, okay, this, this could be a great fit. I feel safe. I feel like I can be myself here. And then what green flags do you embody? So how do you show up that causes the men you're dating to feel safe? We talk a lot about women, feel, women feeling safe in relationships. It's not only about women feeling safe. It is also about men feeling safe because when men feel safe with us as women, they show up in their exalted, like prime masculine energy. And that's what we're wanting as women. We want a man who's going to step to the plate and show up with direction, with leadership, with vision, with integrity, with clarity. The only way we can call that forth in a man consistently and sustainably over time and create a generative, healthy, thriving relationship is if we are showing up in a way that causes them to feel safe. We want them to show up in a way that causes us to feel safe and we have to show up in a way that causes them to feel safe. Men have emotions too. Men have feelings and experiences too. So let's act like that. Okay, so those were the green flags for today. Now, if you're here with me, I know you received epic amounts of value and clarity for this. So I wanna share with you how to take this work deeper. If you are single as fuck and you're dating or you haven't been dating for a while, or you are a woman who is in a casual dynamic and you wanna move this baby to committed, then our Aligned Attraction Mentorship Program is absolutely the space where you're going to create that. We work with women to attract their dream partners and create healthy, thriving relationships. And let me just say, the results that the women in the program have created are phenomenal. So there are a number of women in the program that have attracted their dream partners in as little as three weeks to three months. And they are now in the phase of cultivating a healthy, thriving relationship, building healthy relationship skills, learning how to communicate, learning how to navigate conflict, learning how to really own their sexual authenticity. This is a full-blown holistic experience where we address everything from dating, 
having the what is this conversation when you're trying to move things toward commitment, dealing with ghosters and people who aren't ready to commit, dating all the way into deep relationship status. So we're going to support you on all facets of that. And right now we're opening doors for enrollment over the next few days and we only have 10 spots available. So after Saturday, this coming Saturday, enrollment is going to close. So if you received value from this and you know you're ready to stop wasting your time listening to podcasts, reading books without being able to implement the information you learn there, and you're done getting the quick dopamine hits from love gurus on Instagram that you're not actually applying, even if their content is magnificent, which most of it is, honestly, but you want the support to implement all of the intellectual information you have and you actually want to live it and embody it and create the damn result already, you've got to be inside our Aligned Attraction Mentorship Program. All you have to do is DM me, Aligned Attraction, on Instagram, at Linoto underscore, and I will send you the details for how to get started. So that's it. All right. That is what I have for you today. When I post this video, I'd love to hear what resonated for you. I thrive from hearing the impact of these live transmissions. And my deepest heart's wish is that you take something from here, you implement it right now, and you create immediate shifts in your life. And if there's any way I can support you on that journey, please reach out and let me know. All right. Until tomorrow, I'm sending everyone so much love and good vibes, and I am going live tomorrow, 7 p.m. Central, so mark your calendar. You are going to want to be here for that, and tomorrow's topic is how to get rid of ghosters and non-committal men for good. If you had some ghosters come into your life on the apps, in real life, if you've had man after man say, I'm not ready for commitment, I'm not looking for that, I don't want anything serious, now is not the time, I'm still healing from my ex, you got to be at this live. And let me tell you, as a woman who has experienced this multiple times and has literally hit my head against a wall, thinking like, what's wrong with me? Why, don't, why doesn't anybody want to commit? You have to be there because I am going to reveal the one thing that will literally change everything for you. There's just one thing. I promise you don't need to learn texting tricks or hacks or whatever else you think you need to learn. And you don't need to change men. You do not need to change men because that's not possible anyway. There's one simple shift to make that will completely clear this from your life. And I'm going to share that with you tomorrow. So tune in live 7 p.m. Central Time. And we're going to do this thing again. All right. Love you so much. Have a great rest of your day.